You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. to him. He responds to it. He's here for you today. He's here for you today. Amen. Amen. Our ushers are going to come. You can be seated. Our ushers are going to come and they're going to receive our weekly tithe and offering and feel free to put your connect card in the basket as it passes by. I am going to give some further instructions at the end of the service today and so Stay tuned for those as it pertains to our activities after service. And I do encourage you to make your way into the fellowship hall if you have not already today. And we have on display some memorabilia from days gone by at the Calvary Church. So if you have been connected to the Calvary Church in the past and uh, you may enjoy seeing some of the things from uh, years gone by with the Calvary Church. But... Also, as Joe Pasley mentioned, I think you would be inspired to see uh, just uh, really testament of his ministry and, and just the pictures and some of the things that he has. And again, I thank him for his testimony and I thank him for his willingness to share with us today. For those of you who have moved away. Has anybody ever moved away from your home? Moved away. We've got, all right, we've moved away from your home as a child. Has anybody ever gone back to your home? Not not to live permanently, but I'm just saying, and you may do that as well, but you ever had that experience where you've been gone from home a little while and then you go back to the place that you grew up Sometimes it's the city that you grew up and you're intrigued by going back to the city or going back to a particular structure, the actual house that you grew up in or you have fond memories of or maybe not so fond memories of. But when we talk about going home, it means a little bit something different to all of us. For some, as I mentioned, it's not a fond thing for you to, for some of you, it's not a fond thing for you to go home. For others, it's hard to nail down where was home. You might have moved a lot. So when I say, you're asked, well, where did you grow up? Well... We have those stories. But for a lot of people, you remember what it was like to grow up in maybe a more stationary place, whether it's the city or even a particular home. For me, my home where I grew up is the amazing, great city of Canton, Ohio. Canton, anybody from Canton, anybody have 
relatives in Canton, any connections in Canton? All right, there we go, yeah. Natalie, all right. Canton, Ohio. And when I go back to Canton, I love to go back to Canton, Ohio, because it's my home. I have, I've even went on occasion, and we've got some pictures here of my childhood home. So this is where I lived until I was probably 12 or 13 years old. But this is where a lot of my memories as a child come from. You can scroll through some of those. This was several years ago. I went back. We had a little swimming pool on the side. I want you to stop on that picture because that picture doesn't look like a whole lot. There's a little, right next to the tree that is V, there's a kind of a structure there. That's a fireplace, like a big fireplace. And next to the tree, which there's a little strip of grass, and that's where wiffle ball happened every day. Every day, me and my brother would go out there, we'd play wiffle ball, and there was a sandbox over there we would dig in to. But the story that many of you, and especially anyone who was with me when I was youth pastor, knows the story about when my dad, we'd be out in the yard playing or working, my dad would get a fire going in that fire area, that, or the back side of that fire pit thing, and he would start that fire, and we'd be playing, we'd be so happy, just having a good time, and dad would call me and my brother over, he'd get us next to it, he'd say, boys, I want you to get up close to this fire, you feel that? Just think what hell's going to feel like. I mean, just ruin, ruin the day. <laughs> just sit there. So that's what I would do when I was a youth pastor. Anytime we had a fire, all the young people gather around the fire. Just think what hell's going to feel like. We always had revival around campfires. But home has this sense of bringing nostalgia, and you remem remember things, and I could go on and on about Canton, Ohio. But in a current sense, if any of you, and you can be done with Canton, although I love Canton, I love that home. But in a current sense, home also is the place where you are today. Many of you are today. And after a long day's work, after a week of travel, you just want to go home. Home is where people want to go when they're sick. When people are in the hospital, many times when I visit people in the hospital, they just say, I just want to go home. Home is where people who are afraid and are in trouble and the difficulty of life and storms and craziness, they say, if I can just get home. Home is a powerful place. The 1939 Classic film, The Wizard of Oz, as she clicked her heels and hoped for the return of the comforts 
of her own bed and her beloved Auntie M and Uncle Henry, Judy Garland, as Dorothy said, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. As we mature into adulthood, most people have a desire to go to and to have their own place called home, a place that they can find rest and comfort and strength. For young people, you want to move out of your home and you want to find a place and establish your own home because there's no place like home. The idea of home includes Like I mentioned, our city, where we're from, our structure, maybe a a building, but it also includes people. So we find in home, when we talk about home, it's usually a place of a sustainable environment, meaning there's good food and there's relationship. Anybody like to go home because there's good food at home? I think of the precious campers who just can't wait to get home. Because camp food is not the same. I put this picture up here. Again, those of you from Canton, Ohio, this is my friend Ken Janella. And uh, we grew up in Canton together at the same church. And last year, Ken was coming through. He's a pilot, and he flies out of CVG. And we were, uh, he called me. He said, hey, I'm bringing you some pizza oven pizza from Canton, Ohio, and that's a good friend. (laughs) That's a good friend because we think of the sustainability of that environment, the food. And home is where the security and the sanctuary is. It's the roof over our head. It's the locked doors. It's your favorite chair. It's your favorite room. It's the man cave. Some of you are going to find yourself buried there today to watch The Bengals probably lose to Dallas. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just seeing if you were awake. Just seeing if you're awake today. Thanks for... Joe Burrow is well represented today. That's right. And and the beloved Browns are represented today. All right, we're off track. But it's your favorite chair, your favorite room. It's... The bed. Anybody get tired of traveling and staying in hotels? Just get me home because it's a sanctuary. But we know it's also a place where love is found and acceptance is found. And when the physical place is a source of pain where the love isn't found, it doesn't feel like home. But home is a place where You want to be accepted. You want to be cherished. Even if it's just the dog that's glad to see you. It's home. And I feel very blessed as a father of amazing daughters that on most occasions, 99.9% of the time when I come home, they make me feel glad that I came home. They usually come, and one of them, my favorite that day, gives me a hug when I walk in the door. While we can identify where with home in the natural, I wonder, and my question for us today, 
is do we have a home spiritually? Where is home for you spiritually? Where is the place that you know you can grow spiritually? Where are you fed? Where is the place that you find sanctuary from your troubles and the life and the weight of the world? Where is the place that you can feel loved and accepted? Let me just state the obvious. I want the Calvary Church to be that type of place for people. I want the Calvary Church to feel like a spiritual home for people who need a home. I want the Calvary Church to be a sustainable environment for people, a place where they feel like they can grow in their relationship with God, that they feel like they are fed by the word of God, a place where they can find relationship even in the midst of broken relationships. I want the Calvary Church to be a place where People can find security and sanctuary from the enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. We have a saying around here that said the Calvary Church is a great place to attend, but it's an even better place to belong. And I feel that. I'm thankful for that, to know that this is a home, a spiritual home. It's a place where people can not just attend a service, but they can be known, they can be loved and accepted. And early in the service, we told a story about Brother Joe Pasley, who's been here for many, many years, since 1974. And this became home. This became a sanctuary for him, a place for him to grow, a place for him to find security, for a place for him to ultimately do what God had put in his heart to do. And today I want to just share with you a story of an amazing family that attends the Calvary Church that just started attending last year. And I want you to hear their story. Today, you know, I would say my wife said, my opinion is like, 
praying with you, praying for your family, uh, being there for you, do things that nobody would have done for me if God would have. Um, so just being able to look past like all the things that we hear like our church has, is just looking past that and knowing that you can actually feel like a family here and knowing that you can just go over to life and they can come out with something that God wants to do. Love that family. Love y'all. Surrounded by the opulence and comfort of the palace fit for a king, and under the fading light of a now western sun, David, King David reflects on the comfort and peace of home. And while he was in the palace, and that was his residence, his place of comfort and sleep there was sort of not what it should be. It really wasn't home. He began to reflect on what his real sense of comfort was and his sense of peace and his sense of joy and his heart longed for a place called home. But he wasn't longing for a childhood home filled with memories of days by the babbling brook. He wasn't longing for a place he could come home to after a long day out with smelly sheep. But David would long for another home, a home that brought peace, prosperity, and purpose. And so under the soft glow of a fading sun, David began to write, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Another psalmist would pick up that idea and would write in Psalm 84, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you, Selah. We start to see a powerful principle begin to unravel in Scripture, and I'm coming to a close and that is the principle that God wants to dwell with us. Because the, the real power of home is relationship. It's the memories that are made with the relationships that you had. And what we see about God is God is not just fixated on creating a structure, a building. He's saying, I actually want to dwell with you. It's the whole power of the Christmas story, right? It's God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. Because home is not just a building. When I go back to that house in Canton on 28th Street, the structure is, you know, something I remember. But really, the, at the end of the day, what that structure does is point me to the relationships that I had. It was in the field, in the playing wiffle ball with my brother. It was in the front yard with my neighbors driving our scooters, playing cops and robbers. It was there in the back where the horse trough was that we had a makeshift swimming pool. It was the family gatherings around the fire, the little fireplace. Home is home because of who dwells there. 
And Jesus said in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. It means rooms. I know we like to think of it as everybody gets their own mansion, and that's fine. You want to go there, that's fine. But the translation means dwellings, rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, but not just a place for you to be there. But if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. The whole point of the place prepared was so that you could have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Said where I, and Thomas said, where I go, or he said, where I go, I, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way. Yeah. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes yeah. to the Father except through me. Amen. So I submit home to where the presence of God is. Now let me add just one little postscript to that idea. While we understand our physical homes to be a place of sanctuary from the daily grind, and we understand that as a people of faith and children of God, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And I'm thankful for the Calvary Church, the blessing of this structure, but ultimately the power of this people David would remind us that home is not a building. Home is a relationship. And in fact, here's what I want to conclude with today. You actually are the home of God. So when we say welcome home, we say welcome home thinking, I'm glad you visited. I'm glad you're here today. But I am appealing to you today, if you would say to God, welcome home. Because David said, but you, God, are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. We say it like this, God inhabits the praises of his people. And the scripture tells us in Matthew 18, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst. We become God's home. And so Paul would write, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So today, as we think about home and we think about welcoming people into our home, I wonder if you would say, God, you can have residence in my life. Maybe for some of you, it's been a while since God took up residence in your heart. I wonder if you would say to God, welcome home. Welcome back to my life. Welcome back to the life that you gave me, the breath that you gave me. God, I want to give my life to you. God, welcome home. Would you stand with me this morning?
David said, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth, even there, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light upon me, for you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they are all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Can I tell us today, God wants to dwell with us. Yes, amen. And what he needs from us is for us to surrender our hearts to him. Because he stands at the door. He stands at the door. And he's knocking. Can I, can I come home? Can I come home? Because you're created in my image. Sin caused me to have to leave and relinquish my place. But I'm knocking because I want to come home. I want to pray for you today. And if you want God to come home in your life, you can stay right where you are. Or you can come to this altar and we're going to pray with you. You've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness and remission of your sins. Today is an awesome day to be baptized and say, God, come home. You've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues. Today can be a great day where God can fill your spirit with his spirit. Amen. Has anybody had that experience? You know that's right. You're thankful for the power of God. I want to pray for us today, and if you want to come, we want to pray with you. Lord God, we come to this moment in our service today. We come to this incredible moment, God, where we know that you want to dwell with us. God, it's not just in some distant time, in distant place, but Lord, you want to dwell with us right now. You said that you inhabit the praises. You are enthroned by our praises. You come and you sit down when we begin to worship your name. And I pray today that someone, Lord, in this room would make a decision. You would decide, Lord, they would decide that they want to give their heart to you. They want to open the door of their life to you, to be used by you in an incredible way. I pray someone would say today, welcome home, Lord. You're welcome in my heart. You're welcome in my life. Oh, God, we pray that your blessing, your hand would be on us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. As we sing, I invite you to come. We're going to just pray together for just a couple minutes. But I invite you to just worship the Lord in your own way. Just extend your words to the Lord. And say, God, I love you today. I surrender my heart to you today. I honor you today. Go ahead and worship him. And you're going to begin to feel him dwell with you. You're going to begin to feel him come near you. Just begin to express your joy and your, your love for him.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's it. I invite you to come. There's no embarrassment, no shame in coming. We all need the Lord today. God, we need your mercy. We need your grace today. We need your kindness today, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the touch that we feel in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we extend our hands. We extend our hearts to you today. We say, God, have your way in our lives. God, whatever you want to do with our lives, we surrender it to you. God, whatever reason we've kept the door locked from your presence, Lord, I pray today someone would unlock it. Lord, the shame that maybe is locking the door, the pain, the tragedy and confusion and doubt that locks the doors. I pray today someone would open their heart to you today. God, you desire to make your dwelling with us. You desire to make your dwelling with us. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God. That's it. Lift your voices to the Lord. God, we love you today. We love you today. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. I feel his presence so strong in this place. Oh, God, you're forgiving us in this room. You're washing us clean. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.